I'm Tom Cavanaugh. And you're listening to the Flash Podcast. summer season of the flash pocket season 2.5 this is your pocket for all things ready to cw's the flash trying grand gusson as very nice flash the flash i want to be a regular host and it be as always and with me are two special guests who are just fabulous and awesome we first of all we have carly lane from supergirl radio and the mary sue returning uh, as she was on last week's episode carly how are you doing today i'm good andy how are you i'm 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 doing I mean, I'm 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 doing well despite the heat. Uh, <laughs> it's a very hot summer here, so uh, but I'm doing well either way. Thank you. And also joining us is uh, Kat Kalamia from Legends of Tomorrow Podcast and from Comic Uno and the Marvel Report. So Kat, how are you doing today? Doing pretty well. It's it's hot over here also, so I feel your pain. <laughs> yeah, yep. I, yeah. It's. I mean, if only it would rain just a little bit, you know, like a day or two, but. You know, you can't complain too much. You know, it's better than cold, I guess. So, but before we get... Okay, so we're going to do another character review this week. A little special one. But before we get to that, we have a lot of Flash news to talk about. Because, of course, like Andy said, when you record an episode and you're getting ready to release it, CW just feels like announcing everything. So Andy has to wait a whole week. And I'm sure by the time you listen to this episode, some other big piece of news may have come out that we won't even talk get to talk about for about a week or something. But this, but let's just think, cross our fingers that you know these news get comes out in timely matter. But first of all, this is just short. The Flash season three has officially begun production in Vancouver, Canada, and the, you know the first episode is called Flashpoint, and that's all we know. There has been no set photos, so, which, you know, is actually a good thing because sometimes you may wonder, do they know the word security over in Vancouver? Because, damn, you all, there were, some, there were a lot of photos from these past seasons of uh, Flash and Legends and, you know, I, know, I, heard, I heard that other shows called Arrow, but I, I've heard other rumors. But, you know, so, but there was a lot of set photos. Now, so far, it's been pretty, you know, locked in and so on, so that's good. But let's talk about the biggest piece of news that came out literally an hour before I was supposed to release last week's episode. So if you're a Harry Potter fan, and I'm sure there's a lot of Harry Potter fans out there, I know Cisco Ramon is one, this is a biggie because Draco Malfoy himself, Tom Felton, is joining The Flash season 3 as a series regular. And he's going to be playing a character named Julian Dorn, hopefully I pronounced that name correctly, and here's how his character description reads. Provided by TV Line that broke the news. Felton will play Julian Dorn, a fellow CSI in the Central City Police Department who, suspe- who suspects there's more to Barry Allen than, than just his good way, good guy reputation. Now, this could be, you know, I mean, maybe he's just playing a character named Julian Dorn, or because it's a DC comic TV show, he's actually someone in disguise, you know, 
Remember Harrison Wells? Remember <laughs> Hank Henshaw ish? You know, even though that's it, that is a DC Comics name. Uh, but let's start with you, Carly. Are you first of all? Are you a big Harry Potter fan? Are you and are you excited to see Felton on the Flash? I love Harry Potter. Um, it's funny because I was talking to somebody on Twitter and they were like, "Has Tom Felton done?" anything else besides harry potter i was like of course he has he was definitely in that jesus movie recently that no one saw um he played like a center roman centurion which i thought was actually a really interesting choice for him creatively but he it's interesting that they describe his character as a ccpd guy who suspects barry of being more than just you know more than what he seems which I'm hoping it's not going to be a total rehash of Eddie Thon, like, or Eddie Thon 2.0. Cause we, I kind of got that. It seems like early on in the flash, Eddie was that guy that was like, Hmm, he's kind of weird. Like what's going on there. But then wouldn't really, I guess dropped it eventually. Like he didn't linger on it too long. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, does this mean that Tom Felton is going to be Barry Allen's Malfoy? <laughs> 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 like his enemy. So it'd be it'd be fun to to have him play that antagonist character, even though I'm hoping he's not going to get typecast like that in future roles. But I'm also hoping that Cisco makes a Harry Potter joke at some point. Like, can we please have that happen? Just to have him slip a Malfoy reference in there. I'm sure it will happen. I mean, you know, we when it comes to geek references, we we get pretty much everything we want. Like they will reference. I mean, they will reference anything on TV or or movies and so on. So it's, it's. I mean, it's not impossible. Um, Kat, are you a huge Harry Potter fan? And what are your thoughts about Tom Felton coming to the DC TV universe? Um, I'm not a huge Harry Potter fan. I haven't seen all the movies. I've seen the first four. But um, on Media Madness, which is Comic Frontline, another website I work for, we're actually commentating all the Harry Potter movies because me and my my good friend Jay have only seen the same amount of movies. And we want to watch them before the new one comes out. So hopefully I'll be kept, uh, caught up before um, before Felton comes onto the show. But uh, I'm, I'm excited. I, you know, I, I'm excited that a lot of new fans will come to the show, which I think is important. I think Harry Potter fans are really cool. And, uh, and I, I, I agree with Carly. I kind of had this whole Eddie feel to it. And I don't know if I really want that. But then I was also talking to my friend Jay, and he's like, I, I think it's going to be Max Mercury. And I'm like, that could be really cool. So how about if he's a speedster himself? Um, that, I think, would be interesting. Because I think, at least for me, I remember when we were around this time, we were like, oh, there's going to be so many speedsters in season two. And there were just a lot, a lot of teasing of speedsters. So hopefully we can actually get a lot of speedsters in season three. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm a huge fan of Harry Potter, and I felt Tom Felden was delightful as Draco Malfoy and you know I mean you love to hate him but you know but that's you know that's a, that's a good sign of a good actor being able to play a villain and I think this is really exciting I think that uh, I think that it, you know this is a good kind of the show I, you know I, I think it's definitely one of the biggest names they've gotten for the for all any of this these any of the TV TV shows I mean we know we know how, we have Linda Carter we have Tom Feldman we have Victor Garber we have John Berman so you know but I feel definitely you know, this is I think I mean this is most out of all the people that we've got, I think this is one of the more, you know, one of the more that, I mean, he's done TV shows before and so on since Harry Potter, but you know, I feel this is, you know, one of the more movie type of names and so on, but you know, hey, good talent is good talent, so that's all I care for, and I think that it's going to be interesting how he, how he 
plays along with all the other characters that we have on the show. And it kind of, because there was another part to it. This wasn't part of the um, casting announcement that came last week, but this, but just a few weeks before this announcement, they were doing this Ask Ozzy Yellow thing that they always do on TV Line, which I love because we get a little, you know, little insight on each show that is out there. And someone was asking about, you know, have you heard anything about season three's Big Bad? You know, they were hoping for Mirror Master to show up. And Ozzy Yellow said, you know, I haven't heard anything uh, about Mirror Master, but there's a new breakdown for a character that is coming. And, and this kind of adds up a little bit more to, you know, who Julian Dorn is because I'm, I'm, pretty certain this is who they were actually looking for this whole time he they're casting at the major recurring character of very slight, slightly older slightly geekier contemporary a guy who's as smart as his initiative uh, as such as such this newcomer doesn't buy Barry's nice guy routine and sets out to learn what he's hiding all like all while concealing some secrets of his own so and i this pretty much sounds like julian dorn because of the previous uh, casting breakdown we had uh, now there's been a lot of talks that, uh, on you know on the fandom and on the internet zone that we don't really want to see any more speedsters as big bads. If let's say he is a DC character, let's say he is is someone from the DC universe, who do you think he could beat? You know, who would you know? Like I know, Kat, I know your friend said you know maybe Max Mercury, but you know he is, you know he's a speedster. So you know if if you can f- think of one, if you can think of any DC villain out there that would be a good suit for the Flash, but not. As a speedster, who, who who do you think he could possibly be? You know, because you know because we I mean we've seen this before. You know where they get you know orig- originally created names for their characters, and then you know they're revealed to be someone else. Well, I don't I don't know if it has to be a villain because I mean they kind of painted that way, but maybe it's just like kind of this friend of me thing. But again, that goes back to Eddie. Like you thought he was gonna be a villain, then he wasn't, and that's the fear if they're gonna like repeat that storyline. But uh, yeah, I don't know if he's gonna be a villain or not. What do you mean, Carly? Yeah, and there's a. I mean, I read this interesting article about how there's a lot of fans who want him to play Godspeed, but I'm like, we don't need another speedster. Like, we the last two seasons, and we've talked about this several times. I think Andy, like the last two seasons, they had a speedster as their main antagonist, and so honestly, I like I kind of agree with Cat. I feel like it would be nice to have a friend of me type situation because I think. I mean, if anything, I don't know if if Eddie Eddie and and Barry were necessarily frenemies. It always, to me, felt like Eddie was kind of just like did, was kind of neutral on Barry, but Barry was a little resentful because of the whole Iris uh, relationship. Mm-hmm. So he got kind of had you know he was kind of like grumbly with Eddie, and then the two of them started to get along more. So it'd be interesting to have Barry go up against somebody that really doesn't like him like at all and is less i think because i think eddie was kind of more like maybe thought barry was a little odd but didn't wasn't ever really like hateful towards him so yeah i I, this is the first i've heard of tom felton being inspired as god speeding and everyone has been listening to the past couple episodes and cat she will know you know straight on like how much i am obsessed with the the concept is godspeed because guys the name Godspeed. What I love so much about it is the fact that how was this not already the name of a villain in the Flash or already? Uh, but you know what? It's better late than better late than never, I, I guess. And uh, so I don't. The reason I don't think it's Godspeed because you know because the Flash, you know, all the Rebirth titles has has just come out. You know, like they just 
they're just beginning the Godspeed saga in the comics, and I don't think, I don't think you know, they would necessarily go and pull a new villain so early for their big bad season. Plus, once again, I don't think they want another speed zone. Because I think you know we've done Reverse Flash now, we've done Zoom, and you know, I mean, I think it would be fun if maybe we had a female villain. I mean. I've heard rumors there are female villains in the DC universe. Uh, yeah, you know, just, I'm just rumors, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just, I mean, I can I can exclusively confirm that I've heard rumors, and uh, so I'm just <laughs> I'm just put, put, putting it out there. And uh, but it would be fun with you know maybe a female villain or maybe just you know a non-meta. I want to see a human enemy be able to go toe-to-toe with a flash you know maybe based on intelligence or strategy or whatever and so on. not having to rely on powers you know they can rely on tools or whatever and so on, you know weapons but i kind of want to see a non-meta-human be the big bad or they could do what i think once my time does really well have each season have you know the, the two halves of a season be its own thing the first 10 episodes is one arc the other season, the other second half, the other half of uh, the season could be a separate arc on its own, because that way you don't have to like feel like we have to go through twenty-three episodes with the same arc, because you know there's going to be some, you know, f- you know standalone episodes or you know as some people call f- fill-in episodes, but but either way, I mean it, it is it is exciting, it it is exciting to see Tom Felton join a show that like The Flash, and now that we know that they started filming in Vancouver as of today, at the time of recording, you know. I'm sure we're going to see stuff of him at Comic-Con, which is just two weeks away. So there's that. And then for our last piece of news with The Flash, uh, if people, if you were a fan of Kevin Smith's uh, episode, episode 21, The Runaway Dinosaur, which, you know, had us all laughing, crying, and all feeling all the feels, and you hope to see him come back and direct another episode, then you're in luck because um, it's been previously announced that he's going to come back and direct another episode of The Flash for season three, an early episode, and uh, in an interview with Dan of Keek, that came out this week, he revealed, uh, Kevin Smith revealed that he will be flying to Vancouver in September, film, and he, he's going to be directing episode 7, which is an interesting choice, because that is usually the, the episode before the crossovers, you know, the episode 8 of each show, and now this year we're going to have, <laughs> oh lordy mighty, we're going to have a, a four-show crossover with uh, Supergirl, Legends, Arrow, and The Flash, which, you know, is going to be... <laughs> I'm just trying to imagine how we're going to even remotely imagine to schedule these podcast crossovers because this will be even the biggest crossover that we ever done it, at least. Um, but, you know, we, we don't have any titles for, you know, that episode. But, um, girls, any, you know, I mean, were you guys fans of Kevin Smith's episode? Are you excited to see him come back and do another one? Um, what's over you, Carling? Yeah, it was good. It was funny, always funny to me because I don't know if you, if the two of you ever watched the YouTube video where Kevin Smith recorded himself crying. Watching. Oh my god, it, I, my, <laughs> it broke me. It broke me. It was so true. It was so true and so real, but also kind of hilarious. Like that he was. I mean, not like I'm not making fun of him for crying, but like I applaud him for posting that on the internet, <laughs> like being so open about it. I think was. Um, and, you know, and he and of course, I think like his reaction to it, he, he would just be like, oh, man, and like cry more. And I was like, exactly. It's funny because it's true. Because um, that's the reaction I had. So, of course, I thought it was especially ironic that he he directed another tearjerker for season two. 
And uh, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see if he takes on a more serious episode again, if he does something that's funny. I mean, he's, you know, he's directed comedies and dramas. So I'd be curious. Maybe he'll do a kind of a more funny episode this time. Maybe this will finally be the episode when uh, Jay and Silent Bob comes into the <laughs> last universe and they just have that. Well, wasn't, uh, wasn't, uh, yeah, Jay, Jay was in it. He uh, was in the hung- uh, Runaway Dinosaur? Yeah, he was, uh, he was some guy who was he out didn't with his, know. yeah, yeah I, I, I don't, I, I don't think even think they said his name. I'm just going to call him Jay. And, uh, he was out with his girlfriend and whatever. And then, you know, Zombie Girder came out of nowhere and just, you know, towed his mom's car. Right, um, right. That's right. You know, like, you know, oh, it's my sweet ride. Hey, that's my mom's car. <laughs> oh, that was awesome. Uh, Kat, what about you? And uh, Were you a fan of Kevin's episode? And are you looking forward to see him do it again? Yeah, yeah, I was a fan, and I'm a fan of his directing. So I'm totally looking forward to it. And obviously he knows a lot about comics, which is important. He's a great director also and knows a lot about films. So, uh, yeah, and I, and I agree with Carly. Like, it's going to be interesting to see. Will it be a comedy? Will it be a drama? Uh, like what type of episode will it be? You know, of course I would love a mix of both. Let me cry and laugh all at the same time, like his last episode. I agree, and uh, I mean, I still want to see him do something with Speedy at some point, but you know, because oh, yeah. you know, I want to see that. Yeah, me too. But you know, <laughs> but you know, but because Arrow is Arrow at this point, I would rather have Speedy come over to Flash for that episode that he would drag, just so that you know we could. Have, I mean, because I mean, guys, people still don't get it, like. Kevin created Speedy. I mean, even though Fia Queen isn't, you know, her name, full name isn't Mia Deadrand, Fia is basically Mia, and, you know, that's Kevin's creation. So, you know, yeah. I just want to see, I mean, this is a, it's a rare opportunity we don't really get to see with a lot of, you know, characters on TV that have been created by still alive people. So, uh, but those are all our news for this week. And I'm, like I said, I'm sure there's going to be news announced by, right by the time Andrew, yeah, right after yeah. this. The moment Andy pushes, you know, you know, stop on recording, I'm sure, you know, some Alan will say, you know, hey, here's a new Big Bad. And I'm like, great. And we have to wait till next week to talk about it God on air. Godspeed is in every episode of Flash, oh. but you didn't know it. And that would be the big clue. <laughs> oh, my God. If they... God, don't even, don't even joke about that. I mean, like, if that happens, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm just saying. You die. Oh. It's going to be so good. Who already get as a villain? Uh, but that's all, that's all our news. So now let's go to the, our main topic for this episode. We're going to do another character review, but we're going to do a little bit special this time. Because usually we review only one character per episode in a character review. But this time we're going to do two characters. Because they kind of fit, you know, fit in well together because you know they come from the same lore. And, and they were kind of... I mean, if you think about it, they almost had I mean, as many episodes on on air as, you know... I mean, that, I think they had the same number of episodes together, whatever. Uh, so, so we're going to talk about Jesse Quick and Wally West, and two very recognizable names in the Flash lore who also become speedsters. And, you know, I, I've i heard rumblings that Kat is like, you know, might my, my, be a little bit, little bit bad of Jesse Quick. Maybe. Uh, maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I, I, have, you know, I haven't been able to confirm it yet with uh, said source, you know, but, you know, it's always possible. So, but let's talk about Jesse and Wally as they were, you know, because these were their live action debuts. And, you know, we have never seen them in live action. I mean, I don't even think Jesse has been in animation before even. So, so, you know, so, so this, was a, this was a pretty big deal, you know, bringing them into, you know, not only live action, but also in the same season. And so, 
So let's just, you know, we can we will go back and forth with both characters. And let's start with you, Carly. What did you think about Wally and Jesse as separate characters on the show? You know, the way they were introduced, you know, and the way, you know, they kind of, you know, your initial reactions to them and whatnot. Well, it's funny because I think I'm probably, I probably am a little more partial to Wally than Jesse. So it'll work out because <laughs> the, the love will be well-rounded. <laughs> yes, exactly. No, I do like both of them. And I think... I talked a little bit about this when we were discussing uh, Joe and Wally's relationship. Um, and, and when we talked about Jesse coming back for season three, but I think both characters got better for me when the show gave them more to do, like as part of team flash, um, you know, cause unfortunately most of what we saw with Jesse early on was she gets taken by zoom and then it's really not, it's this, the story doesn't really follow her so much as it follows Harry doing what he, whatever is necessary to free her from zoom. So I think too, it was, it was tough because even when she did, even when she was freed and did come over to earth one, she was still very much defined by her relationship with Harry. And you kind of really only saw her with Harry and then slowly they started to integrate her more as part of the team. She started to contribute, you know, with the science and, and figuring out all that stuff. And you realize how like genuinely brilliant she was as a character. And, um, you know, she's kind of a prodigy, I think by like earth one standards. But, um, so I liked once they gave her more to do, it's, it started to flesh her out more. And then also like, the same thing with Wally, because I think it would have been easy for them to just write him off as like the stereotypical angry teen, you know, angry, like resentful teenager who, you know, harbors like doesn't want to doesn't want, you know, Joe kind of like shouts at Joe all the time, like, you're not my dad and like runs away or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, you know, it's it's it, the show had to navigate a complex relationship in bringing Wally in because they had to kind of figure out where he fit in because I mean, as much as Barry was technically Joe's adoptive son, he was still very much a son. And I think there was a little bit of, I don't know. I don't know if, if Barry necessarily felt threatened, but I think there was a little bit of like, they had a little bit of kind of a, I don't, I don't know if rivalry is the right word, but it definitely seemed like there was a little bit of tension between them initially. And then it was like, Basically, there's enough room in Joe West's heart to go around. So mm-hmm. for, all, for, for everybody to get some love from some dad Joe West love. So I think that once they kind of got over that initial like competition, I guess, it that also got better. And also once like Wally and Iris started to trust each other more, once Wally started to depend on Joe as, as his father more. Um, and then also... I think the show kind of toyed with giving uh, Wally and Jesse a little bit of a flirtation, which I thought was adorable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, kind of hoping that they get together would not be against it. Cause they're very cute. Um, that would be like kid quick or something is the ship name. Wally I quick. I just love, I just love them. I think they're adorable. I kind of, I kind of want the relationship though. <laughs> Uh, Kat, what about you? Um, I guess I'll start with Wally, just to make everyone stew a little, see, to hear my full thoughts on Jesse. But um, 
Wally at first, I remember I, I was a little worried just because I didn't really like his attitude, like kind of what Carly was saying. I was afraid it was just going to be like, oh, you know, you care about Barry more, blah, blah. But I, and once he actually started doing stuff and started connecting with the family, I fell in love with Wally, really liked his character a lot. And, uh, and I love his interaction with Jesse, too. I love their dynamic, even if it's not romantic. I really like their friendship because they did have a chance to actually go through through something similar that they didn't really do. They only kind of teased it. Uh, but, yeah, I think Wally definitely grew on me, and I liked how much screen time he had because you actually had the time to enjoy Wally's character, um, even though they changed his background a lot, that, you know, he's um, not the nephew of Iris but the brother, and I think they did that very well. Um, now, Jesse, I loved from the first scene she was in, uh, and I think they did a really good job at changing her origins, too, but still sticking to what her character's all about. She was always very smart, and um, that's been a big basis of her character. And also, she had a very close relationship with her dad. Um, and I think it'll be interesting if we ever get to see the mother on the show, because that's also a very interesting thing with Liberty Bell. Maybe some superpowers she can get, have in the future with uh, super strength and all that. Uh, but... I think with both characters, the disappointment was the teasing. And I think that was the biggest disappointment throughout the whole season was that they teased every episode. And I'm like, all right, give them powers or don't give them powers because you're teasing us too much. <laughs> and they were actually there just for bait in some episodes. I remember Jesse was unconscious for the whole entire episode. And just like, all right, she's going to get powers. She's going to get powers. Or she's going to do something. She's going to do something. But she was just there for bait. And, uh, I mean, I hope she's in next season that we can actually see her utilize her powers if she – it's obvious that she has them because of, um, you know, the touch she had with Barry. I guess it ignited her abilities. But, yeah, stop teasing us. I want to see it happen now. Um, but I, I think these characters have so much potential. And uh, they did as much as they could with what they had in season two. Yeah, I mean, and the thing you, you were saying about the Liberty Bell, I mean – Kat, you happen to host a, sh a podcast about a show that is about to bring in the JSA for season two, so I'm just putting it out there. I'm just putting it out there. I that know. She we got to do, do some sort of show about Liberty Bell. Even if she's not going to be in the show, we got to talk about her. <laughs> never say never, Kat. I'm yeah. just saying. Uh, yeah, well, for me, I, I'm going to start with Wally as well because um, the, the way the thing I loved so much about Wally was besides the fact that I was right with the whole because I theorized for almost a whole year that you know when they bring in Wally he's going to be Iris's little brother and I was like no he's going to be the nephew from Earth 2 when you know we're cousin blah 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 I'm like you know yeah sure Jan because that is totally you know not complicated so when they in that episode when Francine said you know she has a son I'm like, oh, snap, I was right. Uh, uh, so, I, yes, I had a lot of pride that night. Just because I, it's very rare for me to be right about these kind of things when it's just theories. But, um, but you know, the thing I loved so much about Wally was that I'm glad they, they didn't make him a teenager. You know, he's kind of like, I think he's close to Kat's age. You know, kind of my age, you know, like with... 20, you know, 19, 20, 21 or something like that. Uh, you know, like he, because he was not a teenager. That's what I love so much about it. I love that he didn't come in as a 16-year-old because then we would have had that inevitable, you know, I'm jealous of you, Barry, because, you know, like, Joe is my dad. He's not yours or whatever and so on. And, I'm like, and I love the fact that for each episode he was in, he, they kind of, you know, checked up all the problems. Like, you know, like they, got, they, they took care of each problem that Wally came with before, you know, coming to Central City. And, you know, there was that episode with him, you know, you know race car driving or whatever. 
he, you know, after one episode, he realized why it was so bad and why, you know, because Iris got hurt because she was there trying to protect him, and, you know, and, and during the whole, what metahuman were they dealing with that episode? Was it the, the cl- one that could man- manipulate like the asphalt and stuff, right? Yeah, like, yeah. The oil or whatever it was. I can't remember the name of the tarpet. Tarpet. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, you know, and during that battle, you know, Iris ended up getting hurt. And that kind of gave Wally that wake-up call, like, you know, maybe I need to pull myself to, you know, back a little bit and not live my life as wild and whatnot. Even though he had good reason for, you know, trying, you know, because he was trying to win money so he could pay off his mom's right. medical bills. And so, and what I love so much, I love that he has, that even as a, you know, just a non-metahuman yet, he's, he has a big heart, you know, but he, ha- you know, maybe the... The methods aren't necessarily, the, you know, the right thing. Right. But the reasons are really powerful, which I love because it wasn't about like, oh, I want to I wanna win money so I can build my own race car, you know, move what, you know, move to Coast City or blah, 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 and so on. Very mature in the end. So, and I yeah. love, yeah, so they kind of, they took care of that in each, in each episode. And uh, Jesse, I mean, I, I I can only remember the day she got, a, I mean, when my <laughs> old being got cast because... I don't know how long I chatted with Kat on Facebook, but she just kept saying all, like, she just kept gushing and gushing him, like, you know, I mean, I, I have not heard about Jesse Quick, like, you know, you know, besides Flash Rebirth, but I was like, okay, I need to pay attention to this character, and, and I, but I agree with what Carly said, that, you know, the, the way Carly, you know, not Carly, and Jesse was, <laughs> no, Carly wasn't kidding, it was Jesse, when the way Jesse was, kind, you know, was, you know, explained on the show in the beginning was you know she was kidnapped it was more about you know even though the mission was to you know free her and you know you know save her and whatnot we never really you know she was just you know never really there it was more about she was there in subject in conversation and whatnot but she was never really there because every time we would we would go back to the zoom cave Zoom Whatever cave, you, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, the oh, Zoom these, hangout. <laughs> yeah, I well, his like, little like yeah, his little like mountain lair, and then he had him on those little cage like, exactly. boxes. Yeah, yeah. Like every time we would go back there, we would just see her being chained up there, and you know, and no, and she'd never like after she got out of that, she didn't really care too much. You would think she would have a little PTSD, you know? She was trapped for months there. She's like, yeah, I'm back, and I'm. She's like kind of happy, not happy, because I mean, she did go through some stuff with her father but that was more of like oh because i'm not in my world anymore but i that was a disappointment and i and i i forgot to mention this when i was talking about jesse mm-hmm. but like i feel especially with season two some of the female characters could have been treated a bit better and i think that even oh, goes to yes yeah and i mean we could have we could talk all day about that that could be a whole nother show but i was very disappointed about a lot of the female characters are treated um, and Jessie's one of them. I don't think she had enough screen time for some of the stuff that she went through, like being trapped in a cage for months. You'd think something, you know, something in her mind would be like, I kind of went through something. I mean, and especially because Flash is so good at doing that. You see where Barry goes through some emotional trauma. It takes a whole episode for him to deal with that. I kind of wish they did that with other characters, too. Well, the thing yeah. we have to remember is that this is, you know, and I'm sure... You know, I mean, I think I I felt something like that about Supergirl, and I, I'm trying to rem- I I have totally forgot what character that is, but on Flash, the the problem with all these shows is that there are ensemble shows, they are so big, and they they have a lot of cast members and so on. So it's very it, it can get tricky to give everyone the equal amount of focus that they deserve, and but that you know, but then you know, if you if you don't have enough material to 
you know, let's say if there's a series regular that you know doesn't get a lot of things to work with and so on, then maybe they shouldn't be a series regular. Maybe they should just be a recurring guest star or whatever. Or not so, have as many like um, villains of the weeks because there's a lot of villain of the weeks I don't really remember, and maybe that episode could have been dealt with another character's story instead of having a villain of the week. Yeah, no, I agree, but uh, no, but I, I, yeah, I think that you know they missed out on that and so on. But you know, I think that besides as separate characters, I think that they. I mean, I think Wally was the one that got a little bit more to do than Jesse and so on because, you know, there was the relation with Iris and Joe and then there was a relation with Barry and then there was, a, you know, his, him trying to find his place in his team and on this family and whatnot. And with Jesse, it was a lot of bickering with her dad. You know, I love, I mean, she, you know, she had a little smart ass thing going on with Cisco. Um, I still love the line with, what was that? Uh, she was talking about how many majors she had. Oh, yeah, yeah. And everyone looks at her and she's like, what? Is that not common here? And Iris goes, girl, that's not common anywhere. And I'm like, I just love that Jesse forgets, you know, oh, I'm really, really smart in this world. Like people, you know, like that, People don't have a lot of, doesn't have every, you know, they don't have like five Like even like when she's fighting, I mean, I'm sure we're going to talk about her relationship with her father. Even when she's fighting with her dad, it's not annoying. It's actually like, oh, it's very reasonable why she's saying these things. And I think she's a very humble character, which I like. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing I would say is we were talking about Wally and I just remembered like, because Andy, you made the point of he's that he's brave, but like. Then we talked about the tar pit episode. He's also he's kind of reckless and not in a good way because you'd think that he learned his lesson with the racing, but then he was like trying to like listen to the police scanner and like go out and stop Metas by himself. Remember that at the end, and Joe was like, "You're gonna get yourself killed." (laughs) So that's the only thing I was kind of like, it's not the best thing about him. I think if I I had to pick like one, if I had to pick one flaw, yeah, if I had to pick one flaw, it was it would be that he's a little reckless. He doesn't quite think before he acts. Yeah, I mean, isn't that why they got the speed force? Is because Wally's just like we have to get. I don't remember, but isn't it because he said like, "Oh, we have to get out and like we should get out of here," and that's how they got the speed force. Yeah, and then they're running, and yeah, because they're running down the hallway. They're not in the. because they were in the little, the little like original future. Harry Wells uh, future room. Future, yeah, his little, his little. You know, that was cute, by the way. I love the <laughs> wait a his man cave like man. area. And then wait a minute, they, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. They were <laughs> time out. Oliver Queen's cave is a man cave, and that's a problem. <laughs> Harry's Edward Fawn's future room doesn't scream anything. Man no, cave not. At all. I guess not. But it was. I mean, he was really the only one that went in there, so. But but yeah, I think I think you're right though, Kat. I think they were like running out of the room. They basically did exactly what they weren't weren't told not to do, and then they got hit by the. <laughs> there you go. I mean, it's a good thing. Hopefully, next season. But that was the main reason that they were like, what was they were unconscious for like I guess an ep. Well, Jesse was unconscious for an episode. Wally wasn't unconscious. He at he, he, so. he woke he woke up within like minutes. Mm-hmm. So. But. But let's talk about Wally, and because one thing that I, you know, that is kind of, you know, special with you know Wally and Jesse and so on is that you know, like on Arrow with Fia and Roy, these are very you know, you know, young youth kind of characters and so on, you know, close to teenagers, you know, young adults. So let's just like talk about in comparisons, you know, as you know, because we don't get to always compare Arrow and the Flash that often, but you know, in this case, you know, we get to, you know, we have two good examples: Wally and Jesse and Roy and Fia. So kind of, I'm gonna let you start because I know, I mean. You guys, you guys will see why soon. And talk about the, you know how you know how Wally and Jesse are compared to 
Roy and Fee, I mean, is it, you know, are they better? Are they less good? Like, how, like, how do you think as, in terms of young slash future heroes, mm-hmm. that they compare? Um, it's so interesting because they are such good heroes to compare because you have Roy and Thea who are both archers and then you have Wally and, um, and Jesse are both potential speedsters. And I think with Wally and Jesse, they didn't really interact too much, but I like their friendship. And I think with Thea and Roy, when they first met, it was automatic romance. And I, and for both encounters, I think that's good. Like I, I like Roy and Thea together. I think they work really well together. Um, and it's, I think they also had different purposes as heroes, and I think Wally and Jesse will too. That's also what's confusing. Will Wally become a speedster? Will he become like a sidekick? Will Jesse become a sidekick? We don't really know. And Arrow, I think, is built more in a way that, I mean, it's supposed to be built more in a way that it's supposed to be even more of this ensemble, like, Green Arrow family. And in the Flash TV show, I think it's more of like, this is... Barry story and then you do have the ensemble cast but they are 100% supporting characters and I don't know if they're going to play the Flash family as much as they do in the comics because there are so many more Flash members in the comics than there are Green Arrow members so I think that gets a little hard so I think it's hard to compare because Thea and Roy we've known for more seasons and they were more supporting characters than I think Wally and Jesse were more recurring characters in the last season. But I, I, I love their relationships in, in two different ways, in, in, in different ways, and I think they work in different ways. I'm really excited to see, hopefully, more Wally and Jesse so we can compare them more. Well, I, I, before I, um, I pass it over to Carly, I just wanted to touch upon the thing you said about Flash Family. I mean, it's interesting that, you know, you're talking about how Green, you know, Arrow is kind of setting, you know, setting up this Green Arrow family. Well, you know... Not well, it's really. Supposed to. It's supposed yeah, it was to. it was supposed to, and then you know they tried. I mean, I mean, that's I mean, a look, if Flashpoint, thing, but, yeah. hopefully Flashpoint will do what me and a lot of other people hope they will do, which is fix, fix like a couple of things. You know, no big deal. And that's you know, what Flashpoint was all about in, in its original state in the comics, so it would make sense if they did that. Yeah, too. yeah, but I, I think that you know, look, we're we're heading to season three. We have Jake Garrick out there. We have. Wally West, Jesse Quick. I'm. Sh- you know what? Season three will be the year when they introduce Bar Allen. I I bet you right now they're gonna introduce Bar Allen at some point, unless that's who Tom Felton is playing, uh, which you know would be kind of. It would be interesting, but also a little bit wrong because I think this Bar Allen is now supposed to be you know a person of color. You know, I think uh, half white, half black, because you know I think that's the lineage. So but, you know, but I think Bar will come out in the season. So, but I can I wouldn't necessarily give up hopes on seeing, you know, even though, like you said, because they've always said this, this is Barry's story, but that doesn't mean that he can't have a Flash family and it can be told from their perspective as well. I hope so. so. I mean, that's definitely the biggest hope is that they give them screen time and maybe they can even have an episode full to themselves and just show this is what their journey is, which again, Arrow tried doing in the past and, and sometimes yeah. it worked and sometimes it didn't. But I um, mean, season three worked, you know, throughout the Black and Air trilogy and so on. And, and even Thea had some good episodes too um, with our Quarter Maltese episode. Um, and I think both shows could, because they have such good supporting characters with a lot of good mythology from their own comics, because comics are able to tell stories in a different way um, and have a full story on Mia Dearden or Jesse. Um, and I think that's what the show could kind of learn from, too, is that, yes, this is Barry or even Oliver's show, but there's some really good characters with their own mythology that definitely could have more room to be told on these shows. 
Absolutely. Um, Carly, um, what are your thoughts about uh, Wally Jesse as, com- as in comparison to Roy and Fia? Well, I mean, it's it's tough because, like Kat said, like we have we've had so many more seasons to explore the Roy and Thea relationship, and we've only really seen Wally and Jesse interact for the second half of season two on The Flash. So it's tough to say. I I do like that uh, Wally and Jesse seem to be the more science and technology minded of the two couples because you have. Jesse, who's really good at science and is really smart and knows all that. And then Wally's really good at like engineering and building things and putting things together and figuring out what makes things tick. And then you have Roy and Thea who are like the vigilante couple. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And kind of also, I think like I would say Wally and Jesse are kind of rebellious, but I think Roy and Thea are a little bit more rebellious in terms of like some of the stuff they would do. Um, Roy for sure because he's like a career criminal at one point. Um, wow. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Roy, Roy, like you know, Roy was up to some stuff early on, and uh, you know, and then Thea, Thea kind of had her like bad girl moments um, before she um, kind of calmed down a little bit. But, then, but <laughs> so. then she also had her bad girl moments even when she was speedy. So <laughs> right, it's kind of like she's also she's always kind of been like a little bit of a rebel. I think, um, you know, because it's like. The Lazarus Pit too didn't really help, <laughs> and her father's um, not from Merlin, so you know, <laughs> right? It's, I know exactly. It's like it's kind of in her blood too. So it's in that in that sense, I think Jesse and and Wally. I mean, Jesse's a little bit of a rebel. Like she runs away, and but then she comes it's back. Much, it's somehow she, she comes. Well, she comes back, but it's like yeah, it's like it's kind of the least bad thing like she's like oh i'm okay i, guess I went, to, I, went to Co- I went to coast city with you know and i still don't get it she has no con connections in this world yet she's like oh i have money enough to go she on a bus a ride too. she's found a roommate really quickly <laughs> right she, she seems very settled God, by the time God, like, that Harry... was that, God, that was horrible what was horrible Qu- she she found a roommate. All right. quickly. I didn't even notice that. She did see she's just sure. quick. <laughs> sure, Jen. She knew sure. how to adult. She found she a roommate so fast. <laughs> no, but like I think it was mostly to get out from under Harry's, you know, eye. Like I think it was more about trying to be independent and yeah. on her own, which I can I can understand, but I think she was just like I gotta go somewhere else. And then everybody always talks about how far away Coast City is. I guess it's not that far because Harry found her like <laughs> nothing Quickly. is far away from each other because Nana Parbat, I swear to God, is probably just like twenty minutes away from Star City. <laughs> Nana Parbat's like an hour flight. Like, <laughs> yeah, and I would fly, you know, two hours with car or whatever. It's right yeah. around the corner. It's right around the corner from uh, from Oliver's Island. You know what? I mean, it's right around the corner from Leanne. You would stay up the block, and I'm, you know what? I'm pretty sure Nana Parbat is. I'm, I'm pretty sure that. It, Nana Parbat is just across the street from the DEO. I bet you right now. Definitely. On the same mountain. Uh, but um, but let's, talk, let's talk about um, the, these these two characters' relationship with uh, their respective families and so on. Because I think that's where we got some of the best moments out of them. You know, Wally's relation with uh, Iris and Joe West and Jesse's relation, Jesse's relation with, uh, with Harry Wells. And uh, so... So, 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 Carly, what did you think about these two characters' um, family dynamics? Because that's where we really got to get to the meat to these two characters. Yeah, I think, 
I think for Jesse and Harry, it was a question of Harry being a little too overprotective or Jesse thinking that he was being too overprotective and them kind of needing to find the balance of how much he could really kind of, you know, be there for her, how much, you know, maybe he kind of needed to give her a little bit of space. I think part of that stemmed from her getting kidnapped by Zoom, though. Like, he had to kind of learn again after the trauma of losing her. Like, okay, this is where the healthy boundary is. You know, she's she can take care of herself. She's capable and kind of learning that lesson. Whereas I think it was more of the opposite for Wally and Joe. Like, Joe had to learn how to be a father to someone again, like his biological son and had to kind of walk the line of how much to interfere with his life, how much to kind of guide Wally, especially since Wally is a young man and is a young adult and can fully make his own decisions, but probably still kind of needs a guiding hand or someone to listen to every once in a while. So I think while Jesse and Harry at the end of the season tried to find a healthy distance in the healthy space. It was the other half of it was Wally and Joe becoming closer together and depending on each other more after putting each, you know, keeping each other at a distance early on. So well said. Um, and Kat, how about you? Uh, I mean, this is one of my favorite aspects of the show in general is family dynamics where you could see, you know, people become family even if you're not blood or and then you see when you are blood what type of family dynamic you have um and i guess i'll start with wally um i i really loved where they went with wally and joe because again it could have been that stereotypical oh i hate you dad type thing but i mean you kind of started that way reasonably and then you went into the you know um, more dynamic of that and uh, and even the relationship between Iris and Wally and, and, and most importantly Barry and Wally um, where they, they are brothers in a way and uh, and I love seeing that dynamic even though they, they're in, in blood they're not but in family they are and I think that's so great and interesting uh, and then talking about Jesse and and, um, and Wells uh, I, I really like that dynamic too I, I'm a sucker for father-daughter relationships if you might not know uh, shameless plug, my comic oh. books, like father, like daughter. <laughs> oh my god, that segue. <laughs> that segue. Um, no, but I am, I am a big Did you write this stuff. down, Kat? Did you write this and prepare yourself? Totally. Because, wow. No, I, wow. I, I, I'm a good, I'm good at segue. No, but I'm, I, even my favorite, my actual favorite comic book hero is uh, Mayday Parker, who's the daughter of Spider-Man. So, um, I just, I really like those type of dynamics. I think it's interesting. And, uh, it was interesting to see it here because you, like we were saying, Jesse was like more of a talking point in the beginning of the season. And then you actually saw them interact, but it wasn't like this bratty teen saying, Oh, you know, you're changing my life. What's going on? Like she was very humble about it, but she also spoke her mind. That was like, you know, you did change my life and you didn't really ask me if I, you, you know, if I was okay with that. Uh, and uh, I think it will just become even more interesting um, if and when she becomes a speedster because he doesn't want that for her at all. And will he kind of let go and say, no, do you, and be a hero? Uh, and I think that's going to be really interesting for season three if, if we get to see more of Jesse. I mean, we know she's coming back. She's, you know, she's confirmed that. So uh... Well, if she's going to be a regular or not, I hope she is, but who knows? I I could see them announce her being a series regular right after the premiere, just so that, you know, because I think the reason we don't know anything about the premiere right now is because they don't want it, any spoilers to come out there. So if you suddenly reveal, you know, 
you know, starring, you know, Grand Gus and blah, 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 and then Viola Bean instead of guest starring Viola Bean, then, you know, then you know that she's going to be a player in this season. Yeah. And, but, I mean, but, you know, but, uh, you know, they need more female characters uh, on 100%. these main casts, on all the shows. I mean, Supergirl is the, the one show that does it the best. You know, there's, let's see, we have Kat, Kara, and Alec, and then we have three guys, but then we also have Lucy, and we have, um, you know, so there's there's more female characters than there are men on Super Bowl. So I, I think they're able to balance it. I don't even think it's the point of having more female characters because I think diversity and that's just, a good point. Yeah, I think it's more about having the fifty fifty and having like both of them being equal. And I think Arrow, I mean, I love Thea, and I think they did a great job with Thea. And then Laurel's a whole other conversation. Hashtag, hashtag pray for Thea. Yeah, pray for pray Thea. For spe- I mean, they're. They're adding Artemis, and they're doing it. They're doing it in the worst way possible. No, so I mean, yeah. Fia, I mean, Cat. Oh my God, so many names. Cat, you need to pray for Speedy this year. I, uh, I mean, do. I, I mean, if there was just a way where we could, I mean, Speedy, Arsenal, Kid Flash, Jesse. I mean, if there was just like a youth show we could make, like some sort of young group of superheroes, you know? Yeah, I mean, you know, if there was a team that existed like yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> they were like as strong as Titans. Um, <laughs> I'm, you know, or, you know, like, br- you know, bring, being young and bringing justice, you know? And acting <clears throat> as a family. What type of show is that? I don't know. And yeah. all these characters haven't been Teen Titans in the past. Oh, I just used the word. Oh. But... <laughs> Uh, Thank no, you, Kat. Thank but, you for ending the subtlety. Exactly. Um, how to end it. No, but going back to it, I think the point is having strong female characters but having strong male characters at the same time. I think Supergirl is really good at doing that, that they're strong female characters, but they don't forget their male characters, and hopefully they'll do more of that in the future. And I think Arrow and Flash could learn from that, too. Um, and yeah. I think, and in a weird way, I think Flash can learn from it even more. As much as I, I think we dog on Arrow, I think they've done a really good job with their. Oh. I think they did a good job at developing their characters. They might have not been able to utilize them, but because, because the reason we care about those characters is because they developed them so well. And even if they didn't do the right things for them, I, I really, I think that's why I tend to go towards Arrow um, sometimes more and protect the two is because they do, in a lot of ways, I think they they try to do more with their female characters. And I hope Flash, I could say that about the same thing with season three, um, just doing more with their female characters. And maybe Caitlin, because that's a whole other conversation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. No, what I was going to touch upon is, you know, with these five and Amazon one, I love, I mean, something I don't think gets mentioned enough is, you know, Wally's, you know, you know, relation with Iris because I, it was so different from, I mean, there was a good, ep- I'm trying to remember what episode number it was, but it was the episode where Iris told Joe, you know, you can't, you're not his best friend, you're his dad. So don't just try to walk around his, you know, I mean, you know, don't try to please him in every way. You know, sometimes you're gonna, he's gonna, you're, he's gonna have to accept that you disagree with him on stuff. I love, and I love the fact that she, you know, the, the love, like I said, I don't know if people have heard this before, but I love Iris West, and one of the things I love about it is that you know, she will love you so much that she will do what is best for you, even if you don't like it at first. So you know, the thing she said to to Joe, the way she handled Wally in that episode was phenomenal, and I like the fact that. I wish we had seen more of the sister brother dynamic between those two, and you know, but you know, there's season three, so we will probably see more of that. Uh, but I love also, you know, that with Joe, you know, that they were able to bond and whatnot, and that, uh, and that's the thing. This show really does a good job with telling the stories of single dads. If you think about, it, you know, mm-hmm. Henry Allen, single, 
Joe West single, even though I don't know how he. I mean, maybe he and Kat, maybe he and Cat Grant. How is he single? I don't know. Maybe he and Cat Grant will hook up in season three or something. I mean, we talked about it. He does need a love interest. I think it's time. They need to give him somebody. Yeah, it's even if it's even if it's even if it's yeah. I mean, even if it's like he doesn't have to get a girlfriend, but even just like a love interest. I mean, Laurel's mom does live in Central City, so. Yeah, no, that could be a good way to, uh, you know, cross the shows too. Yeah, the, yeah, he needs somebody. He deserves it. Yeah, and then and then we have Harry Wells, who you know, I mean, he's brilliant in many ways, but I'm not surprised why he's single. Yeah, um, I, I want to see more about Jesse's mother, though. I want to see more about his wife. What 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 was that dynamic? But if it's anything, I mean, who the comics, was she? That's the thing. We don't even know. What is it? Right. Um. But, but yeah. But I love the fact you know like. Through his dynamics with Iris and Joe, Wally was able to become, no pun intended, quickly a you know a stronger character because he, I mean he didn't hold on to those weak points that he had. He would kind of accept that you know okay, this is something that is apparently not good, so maybe I should just stop doing it or believing that or you know saying that. He improved really very fast. And with Jesse, I love the fact you know that even though they were bickering a lot and so I love the fact that it was because. Harry should, in some ways, kind of already understood already that, you know, this is a very smart girl. She, you don't need to protect her from the world so much because she can take care of herself. So, and I think by the time they got to the end of the season, I think they kind of, you know, accomplished that. But, you know, then Barry did what he did. So, who knows if any of this will actually have, you know, paid off. But, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm sure everything will still be the same in, in that front at least but I think these you know family dynamics you know that these characters had to go through was the thing that in the end made them really interesting and very strong and and also I mean for Wally especially it was I mean Jesse was never really a you know she never really came with baggage Wally did and they were able to get rid of that baggage with Wally through his developing relation with Joe and Iris and even I mean Barry he he I mean I remember just freaking out the first time I saw a photo of Keenan Lonesdale and Grant Gustin together in a room and whatnot. I didn't know what they were going to do. I was excited mm-hmm. for Barry and Wally in live action, sitting in the same room, doing stuff. And then <clears throat> what happens? They, they they were arguing, you know. But uh, but but then there's the episode after Henry died when Wally really, you know, you know stands up. You know, he's there for Barry and whatnot. And so hopefully we'll see more of that. And um, and be- so as we're getting closer to the end of the discussion, let's talk some favorite Jesse and and or Wally moments. Um, Carly, you want to start? Yeah, I mean it's it's tough to really think of anything specific. I think like the ones that we've been talking about, the Tar Pit episode, I thought was a really good, strong uh, Wally episode. Jesse, I think for me, got better towards the end. I don't know if I necessarily had a moment that stands out for me. Um, I think for me, the delight, the biggest thing that made me happy was Jesse and Wally kind of having a little bit of a flirtation. <laughs> so any moment where they kind of like complimented each other and then would look cute. I was like, Oh, they're just so nice. They're just so sweet. <laughs> I ship, are, I ship yeah. it. I, I ship, ship it too. Let's, let's see it happen. I ship it. <laughs> well, God, um, I mean, Jesse's husband is on Legends this season. 
That is true. That is true. So we'll, we'll see if that plays out. <laughs> that was out. the first thing Cad texted me the yeah. night of the finale of Legends is, <gasps> how mad Jesse Quick's husband? And then she realized it was, I mean, it was, it was the father. father. And I'm like, ah, oh, damn it. Because I heard it wrong. Because they have Rex and Rick, so I heard it wrong at first. And I was like, ah, oh, damn it. But it's close. I mean, anything <laughs> is possible. Um, exactly. But what, do you have any favorite moments with um, Jesse and or Wally? Um, yeah, I, I mean, I think it's when they got blasted by the Speed Force, because it's, again, that possibility of making their character arcs really awesome. And for Jesse is literally when Barry touches her, and you see the Speed Force go through each other. I really love that moment. And I also agree with Carly. I really like the budding relationship Wally and Jesse are having. And if they had the Speed Force, I'm, I'm still so bitter about it, but if they had the Speed Force, um, I think that relationship would have even been better because they would have been going through this unknown thing together, and I wanted to see that. But, I mean, it still could happen. We'll see. I mean, I think it's still adorable that you still think if they will get Speed Force, if they will I, get I, Speed I don't, I mean, I, I don't want to make promises. It'd be, I don't want to get my hopes up. I thought it was going to happen this season. And my hopes were up, and it didn't happen. So now I can't get my hopes up at all. <laughs> Kat, trust me on this. They will get speed this they season. To. They have to. So it better be like first know. episode. Flash po- and then Flashpoint like takes it away. And be like, no, nope, no, 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 no. If they will get speed. That's adorable. <laughs> uh, I make no promises. promises. Trust me, they will get power. Powers. I want it. I want it. <laughs> it will happen. Uh, I mean, I, I still love that photo that is out there from... I, I don't know what comic... I mean, maybe, Kat, maybe you know, but there's a comic where Supergirl and Jesse Quick races. I don't know what number it is, but I know what you're talking about. Like, I know the image you're talking about. What story um, is that from? I'm not, I, I think it might have been... It was not a JSA book. Um, was it maybe Teen Titans? Mm, probably if it's gonna be anything it'll probably be titans it could be titans or supergirl itself but i'm not sure which series it was but yeah it was that, not teen titans it would either be titans or um supergirl but yeah i mean don't I, mean, I, mean, I mean we uh, well i'm well you've been quoted on the podcast already so uh, i mean <laughs> I, I know by being who by the way i mean let's just make something pretty clear Keenan Lonesdale and Final Bean are some of the best additions of Flash Season 2 ever Definitely. in terms of talent. I, I, and, you know, and I, I remember putting out a tweet there, you know, saying, you know, now that Supergirl is coming to CW, how fun it would it be to see Jesse Quick and Supergirl hang out? And, you know, Viola Bean totally showed her approval for that because she gave it a retweet, and, and I think she would love to see that happen. I mean, we, we need a female Jesse. I'm, I'm still pitching that idea that we need to, some sort of show or movie or comic would female DC heroes together as a Justice League of some sort. Um, favorite Jesse and or Wally moments. Um, I love the moment when Joe is trying to see if Wally has speed. And he, you know, by the way he tries it is by dropping a mug. Oh, yeah. that was funny. And Wally's reaction, Wally's reaction is like, you okay, man? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, once again, never buy Joe was a mug because this is like the third one that he's broken on the show. Best dad and, ever. Don't buy it because just got to shatter. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I remember on Father's Day, I was like, you know, I hope a high risk bear doesn't get Joe like a, you know, father's mug or whatever because, you know, I mean, get, get a plastic one. I don't know he will just break it. They should, and, make, they should make a joke about that. Totally. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I will joke about about that with uh, Jesse Omar at Comic Con this year, I say, you know, hey, so what's up with does Joe? Ju- does he just not like mugs? And he'll be like, that's a good point. <laughs> uh, who knows, uh, Carly? I mean, I guess we found our one flaw with Joe West. He, I mean, he's a mugs racist, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> 
he's anti-mug i guess who knew yeah and just drink it straight out of the pot <laughs> yeah i mean that was With one of my job he has to <laughs> yeah but that was one of my favorite wally moments one of my other jesse moments is when harry and cisco are you know that's one of my favorite trips, by the way, Harry and Cisco, when they were bantering, whatever, and so on. And then, you know, about some science thing or whatever. I, When it comes to science on this show, I can't, my brain kind of tunes out because I'm like, Andy's not going to understand anyway. You know, I'm, Amy Lauren will probably explain better on the show. So, you know, I just have to watch. Uh, I'm just really bad with science, you guys. I, my, grades were not that, my grades were not that good in high school for, for science. Anyway, uh, I lo- you know, they're bantering about something. Then Jesse chimes in and, and Cisco's like, you know, Oh hell no! That's, this is not what we're doing. And Jesse's like, you know, like she, she Jesse, like I love how her confidence. Like you know, Kat, she is humble, but but, but Jesse is a little bit of a smartass. Yeah, in the greatest way possible. I love it. <laughs> yeah, you know, with her. Well, you guys don't have ma- um, you, how many majors do you guys have? Like you know, like is that not common? <laughs> I feel like she was trying to be humble with that portion at least, but then yeah, I, I don't think she was bragging about it. I think she was like genuinely surprised. She was like, "Oh, you guys seriously don't have this?" Like, "Oh, okay." Yeah, she really yeah. didn't know that, but no, she's definitely been a smartass to I think her her dad yeah. a bit, which is I like their dynamic with that though. Yeah, and I also one of my favorite end moments is of course when they were fat, stuck in the um, this, the future room because you know I thought it was cute and you know. I ship it, you know, and you know, I mean, if I if I can never have Fee and Roy back together, then you know, mm-hmm. I'm you know, I'm all behind just seeing Wally, you know, quick West, West quick, um, let's make it happen. Um, they never had a relationship in the did they did maybe not romantically, but did Jesse and Wally ever have any dynamics in the um? They comics? had Jesse wanted uh, a romantic relationship with Wally uh, at a like a really quick moment in. Titan. So it was meant to be on the TV show. Yeah, but then I'm um, I mean Wally was older than Jesse, and then Wally became like more of a mentor for for her. Yeah, and and he had Linda, and you know she had Drake, so. Yeah. But you know what? It's a TV adaptation, so who knows? Maybe it will go that way of Jesse and Wally. So. You will never, you, you know, you can, you know, never you know, we will see. You never know. Um, but yeah, but I think that's going to conclude our head reviews for what Jesse Cook and Wally was. I think we're all three of us are, you know, there were some ups and downs, but I think overall we were really happy with what Keenan and Violet did with their characters for the, for their first year. And hopefully we'll be seeing, I mean, we know Wally is a series regular still and that Jesse will be back in some capacity. So hopefully there will be more speediness in their, in their future. And I mean, once again, if there was only a show or like some sort of project where young superheroes could come together, I mean, I don't know what type of show it'd be called, but I mean, I, I mean, Carly, do you have an idea what we what they could do? <laughs> I don't know. I don't There's... know. Anything, <laughs> anything is possible. I mean, if the audience knows. Let us, let yeah. us know because yeah, let us, uh, you, don't let us know. Let the CW know. You know, like, like you yeah, like let Mark Pedowitz and the CW know that we would let you know. It would be fun. But that's gonna conclude our episode for this week. And um, first of all, to, to, to our to to the ladies, thank you so much for coming by. And you know, you guys know you're always welcome to come on. And you know, I mean, Rebecca, if you're listening, see, I stole Carly. For a second week in a row, who who's to say that I, you know, because after she after she heard an episode, she was saying you're not stealing Carly. Then she, we had a gif of, and I'm like, okay, boo, okay, um, you know, you know, like Rebecca, 
technically Super Raider is a spin-off from the Flash podcast, so you know, I we can do this as often as we want. And you know, and I you know, I'm like, look, all I have to do is just say to Carlin is just say, hey, Joe West, and then insert, you know, wanna talk about this outer flash thing, and then you know, boom, it happens. Um, no, I'm kidding. But you know, but that's that's the beauty of a podcast network. We can do crossovers when we want. You know, we don't have to, you know, go back in time. We don't have to Go to another know, Earth. At another Earth, yeah. I mean, we're all now in the same universe, if you think about it. And we just have to get Supergirl over to, um, you know, to the, to the right Earth, and then, and then we're all good, and then we're all happy and good. So, uh, but yeah, ladies, once again, thank you so much for coming by, and and let, let everyone know where they can find you on the internet. So, Carly, uh, you start. Where can people find you on social media and your other websites uh, besides Supergirl Radio? <laughs> besides Supergirl Radio, I am wait, wait, was, was that was that bad the way I said it? I didn't, I, mean, I didn't mean anything bad by it. <laughs> uh, no, it's okay. I am on Twitter under my name at Carly Lane. Uh, I, like we said, I am one of the co-hosts of Supergirl Radio, along with Rebecca, who we like. We do like. We her. love Rebecca Johnson. She's she's fun. She's Every fun podcast needs a Rebecca she's good Johnson. She's, hey, seriously, she'd be good people. She's good people. Rebecca's awesome. She's good people. And I am weekend editor at The Mary Sue, which you can visit at themarysue.com. That's pretty much it right now. <laughs> and, and kind of where can people find you on the internet? Uh, besides Little Smart Podcast. I don't know why that was so funny. But yeah, besides Little Smart Podcast. And are you, um, what a co- you're always doing conventions and events. So yeah. what, what, what can, where can people find you at conventions as well? Um, so last weekend I was at Heroes and Villains Fan Fest. So we have two interviews coming up for that for DC TV podcast. We'll announce it here. Uh, we have Echo um, Kellum is how you pronounce his last name, right? Yeah, that's I don't want right. to. I don't want to butcher it. Um, Echo Kellum. Uh, but yeah, so he we did an interview with him and also Katie Cassidy. So we're very excited uh... about that. Um, so we're going to have those interviews up really soon on DC TV podcast. Um, obviously, I'll be at San Diego Comic Con. Really excited about that. Um, end of July, I'm going to be doing a signing for my comic um, at Comic Book Jones in Staten Island, so check that out. Um, that'll be the Wednesday after Comic-Con. Um, I don't know what date it is right now. Uh, Will you still be alive by then? Like, I, you know, I don't God, this know. is Comic-Con. I'm just like, I don't even know how I'm alive, like, at all right now. I've been, like, so many she, different cons. <laughs> guys, she had a bad throat last weekend, mm-hmm. and yet she went to the to Heroes Fan Fest, which was awesome, and did all the great coverage that we did. But I was like, when you guys should have heard her voice, and I was like, Girl, what happened to you? Yeah, I'm still recovering over that. You can still hear the frog a little bit, but uh, I'm, I'm recovering definitely. Um, but yeah, you can check out that. Um, I'm also on the Marvel Report as a comic editor, um, and also you can check me out over at Comic Uno, which is my YouTube channel, and Comic Frontline, which which is my group YouTube channel. And last plug, which I snuck in here, is my comic book, like Father Like Daughter. Check that out. Um, we have issue one through three out, and then issue four's Kickstarter should be launched by the end of the summer, hopefully. Uh, so I think that's, you know, making me busy enough. I, I have so much more, but check me out on Twitter. <laughs> this girl just graduated college, and she is still this busy. It's unbelievable. Uh, and you guys, you know you can, where you can find us. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, Vine and Periscope, all under the Flash Podcast. Simple as that. You can find us on theflashpodcast.com where you can get all the latest news about the Flash and, you know, any updates that we might have about the podcast and, you know, the latest episodes of 
the Flash Podcast. And you can find us on iTunes and Stitcher Radio, where you can rate and review us. Uh, hit us up with some five stars because we love some. We love some five shiny stars, I guess. And then uh, you can or find six stars, ten stars. Cat, cat, cat. That's that's not realistic because it can you can. Be. Only, no, not on iTunes. If they There's do only ten a, stars if they do give you two good reviews. Well, then they would have to do t- separate. Why am I even <laughs> arguing with you about that? Uh, and you can get, if you're a listener of the mix, the mix network, you can listen to the Flash Podcast live, live and wired at 6 p.m. Eastern on Wednesdays. And also, guys, make sure to check out the entire DC Podcast Network at dcpodcast.com, where you can find podcasts for Arrow, Legends Tomorrow, Supergirl, Gotham, The Flash, DC Movies, and also recently announced iZombie Radio, which will be covering iZombie, our first Vertigo TV podcast. So make sure to check out that and follow them on Twitter and Facebook and stay tuned for the first episode. And uh, you can email us at theflashbook.gmail.com. And you can find me on social media and Twitter, Instagram at... And Bebacht. And Bebacht is spelled B-E-H-B-A-K-H-T. And then you can find my work at Heroic Hollywood, TV Overmind, and The Mallport, which is a website I own. And my work at DC Podcast. And I will be at Comic-Con as well with um, uh, with Kat and uh, with several members of the DC Podcast Network. We're going to... We don't... We still don't have any plans for any, you know... In terms of, you know, for the podcast thing and so Because we're all going to be so busy with press rooms and panels and, you know... Trying to stay alive, you know, it's Get probably lagged, you know. Yeah, oh. we'll be busy you should that. do it. You should do a DC. You should do a DC TV podcast dinner. We yeah. should. I mean, we sure. should. Everybody go. Everybody meet up for dinner or something. I'm game for that. Let's do it. I mean, I can't. I'm not going this year, but I just want to. <laughs> I want everybody else to hang out. <laughs> That's Carly, a good suggestion. Carly, will you kill me if I manage to get uh, Jesse Lamar to that dinner and you're not there? Uh, no, I will make him. I will get, make him call you and be like, "Hey, talk to oh her." Oh my and, gosh. Oh my gosh! If you quit, uh, I, see, I'm like already freaking out. I can't even handle the thought of it. Like, I can't even. I can't. I'm done. I'm already done. I can't even. Well, it hasn't even happened yet. Like, if that actually, if that legitimately happened, I'd be like, oh my god, oh my you god. would die. Even if he like recorded a message for me, I would cry like Kevin Smith watching The Flash. <laughs> you have to record yourself and put it on the internet. Then. I would I'll post it. I'll post a reaction video of me reacting to a Jesse L. Martin message. Yes. <laughs> oh god. I, I think Carly is now in like in her happy place right now. Because, oh man. Uh, yeah. It's not even a reality. Like just the thought of it ever happening. I'm like, <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean, I think my brain just sort short circuited. Oh, I will tell you. I will tell you a story about the first time I met uh, Jesse L. Martin uh, two years ago, and I think you will get very 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 jealous so and uh, no, he's awesome he's awesome and i hope hopefully he will be a comic on this year because he he has a last minute uh, he got sick i think or something so Aww. so but hopefully he will be there because i think comic-con would love to see him there but um but yeah so we i mean we will we will try to do stuff as much as we can i mean a dinner would be awesome and yeah. And maybe not for the listeners because it would just be as host, but you know, I mean, we, can we will see try pictures. You know, we can take pictures. Maybe do a periscope and yeah. uh, trivia, or whatever. So I'm game for trivia. I will crush you in trivia and Texas Hold'em <laughs> poker. I'm just saying. We still have uh, to play our Texas Hold'em poker. So <laughs> I feel, fact, I feel like, I feel like DC TV podcast would be a formidable team though against anybody else. Like mm-hmm. I feel like you guys would crush everyone else. I, I mean, agree. I mean, look, we're. 
I mean, DC Podcast, we are just legal podcasting, so just putting it out there. Hashtag humble bragging. Just like Jesse Quick, it all comes back together. So, but guys, we're going to wrap it up here, uh, and we will be back with another episode next week, and then the, well, the following week, we're going to do a pre-Comic-Con episode where, you know, you might, I mean, we're, we might do something different this year with our pre-Comic-Con episode as compared to last year and the year before that. If I even did one in season zero, I don't even remember. Adam, if you're listening, remind me if we did a, if we did a pre-Comic-Con episode. Um, uh, so, but yeah, so that's what's coming up. Uh, but guys, thank you so much for listening. Cat and Carly, thank you so much for coming on. Who knows, maybe I will see you for next week as well. Uh, you know, third time's a charm, right? <laughs> so, uh, but um, but yeah, but guys, for, for all of us here on the Flash Podcast, I'm Andy B, and we'll see you next week on the Flash Podcast. Thank mm-hmm. you.